Oh my god. Is that me? <laughs> Good god almighty. Am I growing pepperonis down there? Jesus. That is awful. Oh. What? What? It smells like bad pepperonis. <laughs> I'm not. I trust you. <laughs> I, I trust you, man. I bet you're right. Are you what judging me for having pepperoni? I'm not judging you. I am perplexed at having never fucking heard that before, <laughs> ever. I've never thought about it, so maybe I might smell it in the future. But like, when you know, when you uh, no. when you drink Pepto Bismol, do you think mm, spearmint flavored? Because it is. No, it's not. Yeah, you know what like a wintergreen. To be fair, I don't drink it. I always chewies powder. Ah. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another cheesy episode of Anything But Politics. As always, my name is Jim Altman, and I'm here with. The son of. What is the. The, the son. son. Not the son. Fuck it. You're here with the sun. Bright I'm, and shiny. I'm kind of vibing with the new <laughs> energy of like just saying some just unhinged saying shit. Yeah, anything. Water polo. There are a lot of words out there. <laughs> yeah. And this season, we're going to explore them. Orange jumpsuits. True. Yeah. Prison. There you go. I saw the connection you made there yep. from one to the other. <laughs> yep. Prison. I made the connection suits. from the cold open from the pepperoni. Cheesy. Cheesy episode. Ooh, I like that. Pepperoni's That's why I said cheesy cheese. episode. Yeah. Anyway, oh. welcome back, everybody. Did anybody hear that? I hope you heard that fart. It wasn't a fart. I didn't fart, I swear. It was the chair. Listen, I can make it again. Whoa, whoa, Christian, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Relentless. I'm sorry, wait. I have to say this. Has this ever done anything for anybody ever? Yeah, a little bit. This doesn't because you're pushing air. You're wafting it against your nose. No, you're not doing this. <laughs> you're not doing this. Hey, for audio, I'm now waving at my own face. <laughs> no, you wave past your face. That doesn't do anything. <laughs> do my hands, dog. Clammy. Yeah. Mm, okay. I'm sorry if that like bothered you. No, it didn't. Okay. <laughs> no, if like <laughs> just clammy don't hands. touch me again. But like, <laughs> the clamminess didn't matter. Good. I don't know why they're so clammy. It's hot in here. It's a little hot in here. I'm sweaty. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this week, well, I don't know. I've got my phone charged. <laughs> it was dead last week. <laughs> but uh, now I've got some stuff. Like, hey, three weeks ago was your mom's birthday. Happy birthday to Susie. Happy birthday. I meant to literally say that two weeks ago. Yeah. It was a good birthday. She had a good birthday. I'm happy for her. It looked like y'all had a lot of fun. I'm friends with her on Facebook, so I got to see the posts. It was very nice birthday for her. Uh, okay, this is something I'll talk about before we get to the meat, because it's a little short story, and it's fun, today? it's excited. Uh, you had meat? I've had it for a while. <laughs> hey! All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, so, during the break, something interesting happened. Uh, a job tried to hire me without telling me. So I, I hinted at this. You I told did. you a little bit of this story. I literally just told you that. Yeah. Because when we recorded the Q&A 
uh, a couple weeks back. And again, this is something you can go see on YouTube and on audio platforms. It's there. It's Q&A. It was fun to do. It was fun. I mentioned after we finished recording that, that, uh, oh, I have so much to talk about for the episode that we'd be recording. You know, I, I have this, I have that. And I threw out that a job did, in fact, try to hire me without me knowing. They didn't tell me they were going to hire me. They just tried. Whoa. Job super, tried to hire me without telling me? Not clickbait. Real reaction. Real reaction. Thumbnail with red arrow and also red circle. Circle, you got Circling the thing that the arrow's yep. pointing to. So uh, this is a company that I think I might have talked about before <laughs> in terms of Rusty Quill. Yeah. This, this is the podcast production company from England yeah. that makes um, – they okay. made the Magnus Archives. They – Produce no, they distribute uh, old gods of Appalachia. I I have that either one way or the other. They either produce it or I think they just distribute it. And a couple months back, I they were apply, they were hiring, and I thought I might as well apply. Um, podcasting is definitely something I'd like to do with my career. I'd like to go full time. Y'all you know ever, we had Patreon anyway. Podcasting, yeah, I've dabbled. Oh okay. <laughs> and I just thought, hey, might as well do this all the time. It was a remote position. Um, so I wouldn't have to live in England to do it, even though it's an, a UK based company. I think they're out of London. I just, I, I, I thought I'd apply, but, uh, essentially, yes, I, I, I thought I'd go ahead and apply just cause it, I want to make it my career yeah. again. Hey, y'all know we had Patreon anyway. Um, I, I want to do this with my life yeah. and I thought, Hey, this would be a cool career step. Uh, I'd like to work from home again. I worked remote a, a lot during the pandemic and I loved it. I definitely loved working remote, just being home, having a little office set up. It was nice. It's sick, dude. And so I applied and I wanted I, I got to like second round of interviews. It went very well. I scored well on the assessment, but at the end of the day, the other person was literally just more qualified. It was one where uh experience means the world and I didn't have much. And I totally get that. Uh, I, and I wasn't dissuaded at all. Like I'm pro if they hire again in the future for something I'm a little more suited for, I'm definitely going to try for it just because I think it's a good career step. Otherwise I'm going to stay at Walmart until sure. this show goes full time. Like I want that to be my last job. Mm-hmm. I would be happy if it were my last job, That's sick. but if the golden opportunity falls into my lap and rusty quills, like, Hey, we're hiring and it's something Jim would be perfect for. I'd be like, wow, it's weird that you kind of called me out on that. I feel like I'm a shoo-in for this. You've yeah. already said my name, but uh, I'll take it. Oh, yeah. So if the golden opportunity fell. The, here's the thing, though. The golden opportunity did fall because Rusty Quill, um, I, I spoke with a, a representative in HR. Her name's Suzanne. Suzanne, hey. I know you're listening. <laughs> uh, no. So I spoke with this uh, uh, representative, Suzanne, and she was lovely. And at one point, I kind of got embarrassed because there was a place to upload your resume, your CV. In England, they use a CV. Mm. Well, I uploaded my resume uh, with all my job experience on it, and she emails me. And this was months ago, back when I was applying. She goes, hey, um, you forgot to attach your CV. I was like, oh, no. I f- Whoops. Let me send that to you real quick. Let me write a CV for the first time. Because a resume is like one piece of paper. Yep. A CV is like three. There's a lot more that goes into a CV, Uh-oh. and I'd never written one before, so I was like, Merlin, how do I do this? And I cracked my knuckles, and I, I typed one out really fast. 
And then I, uh, I told her the truth. I told Suzanne, I was like, listen, hey, being a little poor American boy, I've never written a CV before. This is my first opportunity doing so. I hope you'll like it. And uh, she was very kind in her response. She was like, you know what? I'm glad you took the time to do it. Like, that does mean something for you as a candidate. It, you know, means you you want it. And, hey, you've written a good CV. It's good. And I was like, thank you, Suzanne. <laughs> uh, we got to the second round of interviews. Didn't work out, and that's fine. I get, a, I get an email from Suzanne like two or three weeks ago. Like two weeks ago. I get, I get three emails from Suzanne. Shit. They're not quite from her. It's not Dear Jim. Okay. It is, you've been invited to a Google meeting. You've been invited to a Google meeting. You've been invited to a Google meeting three times for three different meetings all for different stuff i was to attend multiple like board meetings and i so so i was a little taken aback and it took me a second because it didn't say from rusty quill it just said her name it didn't say like from rusty quill it just said from suzanne yeah and i was like i remembered her name it was only months ago that we'd interacted so I, I emailed her back. I immediately, I was just like honest with her. And I was like, hey, I don't know if you meant to include me in these. I don't know what kind of accident occurred, but I don't believe I'm meant to be at these meetings. And she responded quite quickly. She was like, no, this was absolutely an accident. I apologize so much for having done it. And I, I emailed her and I thought I'd have some fun. It was like, I'm not currently trying to be hired, but maybe she'll remember my name if I do a little, you know. So I was like, you know what? fair is fair it's fine uh mistakes happen i just wanted to go ahead and let you i wanted to email you back and let you know that you had done it because as someone who would like to one day be employed by you i don't want to get fired before i even get hired by missing three meetings i feel like that's a fireable offense and i don't want to get fired before i'm hired so uh she laughed at that she thought that was very funny laughing through an email is such a fun thing to do <laughs> Uh, but she did. She enjoyed that interaction. She put like she, an LMFAO in there. Uh, she was like, "Jim, you're fucking on it. <laughs> Your comedy chops, fucking unreal, Jim. Work for me." <laughs> uh, no, it was a, it was a he he he. It was h e h e h e. That's I love that. Thanks, Jim. So I really appreciate it. My exact words were because I ha I finally have the email open now. Uh, let me just read through you really quickly. It was three onboarding, uh, diary planning. Onboarding is literally like a hiring thing. Onboarding, like yeah. training, learning, um, filling out your paperwork. And it was a Microsoft Teams meeting for July 29th. Oh, no, I missed it. Um, Bro, imagine you just jump in there. I said, hello once again. While I must admit it's a pleasure to hear from you once more, I must say it's also quite a surprise to receive three invitations to meetings, provided I don't yet work at Rusty Quill. Ooh, good good, good work putting the yet in there. Yeah, yeah, boy. I said, would you confirm my suspicion that these were sent on accident? <clears throat> I'm fucking great. I'm sorry. I, I just want to say that I'm, I'm great at emails. You are good at emails. I, I want to say that I don't pride myself on many things. Emails, one of them. I'm so bad at emails. She responds and says, hi, Jim. My sincere apologies. What a foolish mistake. Thank you so much for letting me know. To which I responded, no worries, I just thought I'd reach out to let you know that I wouldn't be at any of the meetings. As someone who would still very much like to work at Rusty Cool in the future, I would not like to be fired for missing three meetings before I'm even hired. Best wishes to you all, and have a good rest of the day. And Suzanne said, hee hee, thanks Jim, I really appreciate it. Smile emoji. Damn, you got a smile emoji. Yeah. Right? Suzanne? Suzanne, what are you doing? Do you have long distance calling on your plane? <laughs> Uh, awesome. yeah, really no, 
Yeah, so so that absolutely happened, and I ju- I was very taken aback by it. It was sling training, department weekly meeting, and uh, James onboarding. <laughs> that's on purpose. That's yeah, James onboarding. That w- that's very on purpose. Actually, I'm okay. Hold on, Suzanne. We need to talk, Suzanne. I know you're listening, Suzanne. <laughs> Suzanne, I might tell her this episode exists. I'm not gonna, but I might. Um, you had to type in the subject line. Yeah. James onboarding. James onboarding. Diary planning. That was the name of the meeting you had to type. I get that you accidentally like CC me in. I get that you accidentally might have like typed my name. Sure. Like I probably because I was a candidate, I was probably in some spreadsheet. She puts in James. And then she puts in oh oh we're thinking maybe it's a different James. It must be a different James, yeah. So she types in James. She puts the first James that comes up. When you had said that you were trying to get you they were trying to hire you without yeah. Whatever you said. Telling me. Without telling you, yeah. My immediate went to like they call you and they're like, uh, you missed like three shifts, dude. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine my heart would have sank? <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, hey, I don't work for you. If you want me to, schedule me one more time. Won't let you down. For sure I'll be there, but I'll sure be there. I'll fly to England real quick. <laughs> that is so funny though. It was unreal that it happened, but yeah. uh, it did. And I was like, I want to share that just because it was a inter- it's never happened bef- to me before, like anything like that. I, I can't say that it's ever happened to me before either. But you had meat and potatoes. What do yeah. you want to talk about? What do you- so do you remember earlier when I had said something that I, I, I had trouble sleeping last night because I was wa- watching something very disturbing? Yes, this was not on tape, but yes. No, yeah, it was not on tape. But uh, you would ask what it was, and I said I wanted to save it for the show. Yes. Because you thought it was a horror film, which makes sense. I'm scared to go Couldn't to sleep. Couldn't sleep. Um, are you familiar with Woodstock 99? No. Really? Really. Dude, it, it's like one of the biggest music festival meltdowns that have ever happened ever. So. Like worse than Fire Festival, worse than Astro World. Woodstock. 99. 1999. 1999. Woodstock happened in 1999? Mm-hmm. Does Woodstock still happen? No, because of Woodstock 99. So Woodstock happened in... So ni- was this a documentary you watched? It's a documentary. It's a three-part series. It's... I highly suggest it. Okay. It's brutal. Um, Love it. Trigger warning for, like, violence and essay and things like that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's really wow. rough. It's rough to watch. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, but essentially, I'm obviously I'm not going to get into details of that specifically. But yeah. So essentially, so Woodstock happened in 1969. This was the first big Woodstock. I think it was the first Woodstock period. And this guy named Michael Lang put it all together. Yeah. That name sounds familiar. He's pretty famous in like the putting shit together yes. space of music. So he put together, he was super young at the time. It was one of his first like huge things that he did. And he got, you know. James Joplin was there. Yes. Jimi Hendrix was there. Yeah. The Who was there. <clears throat> it was a huge thing. And it was all like these really, you know, you hear those artists, it's like really kind, wonderful, loving people. Yeah. The Who was kind of a little off the walls, but like they were English. English. And they, but they were like <laughs> genuinely like they had no ill will towards anybody. Like they were, they were yes. good people. Yes. They were just a little loony because yeah. they were musicians in the 60s. So fair. Uh, Woodstock 69, who wasn't? Exactly. So but it was it was huge and and a bunch of people were there and it was all very loving and wonderful and you know the typical hippie to be stuff. Like, yeah. Really lovely people. In nineteen ninety-four, they were like, let's bring Woodstock back. We've got this new generation mm-hmm. of kids that are growing up. Mm-hmm. They want to hear 
you know, they want to have an experience like this, like their parents had. Yes. So they put together 1990, uh, Woodstock 94 and it tanked. No one really mm. went. Wow. Yeah. And but the problem was it was in a facility where they didn't have enough money to like do a legit place. Mm -hmm. and so it was like fenced off. So like chain link fences. Okay. And like the majority of people that were at Woodstock 94 fucking pushed down the fence and walked in. Yeah. So they made no fucking money off of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So 99 comes. So around. the event was lit. The event was, but they just fire, made yeah. like no money. They off made of it. No money. Okay. And so they were like Woodstock 99. They were like, we need to make money this time. Yeah. And that was like a huge problem. Um, because they ended up fucking over everybody there. Yeah. Uh, they did it in a military base, mm -hmm. which is weird to do. Yeah. Um, because that was during like a lot of like, the mid nineties, the mid nineties and like very like anti-war stuff. And so like to have that event in a military base is weird. Yes. So there's, I that. wouldn't say that choosing a military base during the mid nineties being weird. I wouldn't say that's political by the way. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's um, just true. It was also in July on tarmac <sighs> and no shade. Oh, God. People were like sitting under cars trying to get any type of shade, uh, sitting under vans. Like, Dear God. It was brutal. Yeah. Um, so there were also 250,000 people there. That's a couple. Yeah. They don't do that many people in music festivals anymore because mm, of Woodstock no. 99. That's way too many wow, people. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because. So like Woodstock 99 has become the, uh, the, the kind of, hey, we're going to cap it here. Yep. Hey, we're just not going to – we're not going to do that again. Yeah. We're not going to try. That's why Fire Festival did like an island because you can't set up a, like a, a venue for that size of people. Just bring your own chair. BYOC. Uh, so – and also a big problem was it was 250,000 people and like 249,000 of them were between the ages of like 14 and 23. Like no parental anything. What the fuck? Yeah. And it was... Wait, was this at the military base? Mm-hmm. How did 14-year-olds get to a military base? They were driven by their, like, older siblings. Oh, but then, like, dropped off. Dr or like, driven, eh, enjoy the tarmac, Well, their bitch. older siblings would bring them yeah. and go as well. So, like, oh, okay. 14, 16, 19-year-old siblings, they all go together. Yeah. Bad older Or you have, you have older friends or whatever. And some parents probably dropped them off. So, the first day is Friday. Enjoy summer camp. The first day is Friday, and it's, it's all right. Like, the crowd, corn was playing. So, okay, sorry. A huge reason why it also did really, why it got very violent is because the people running the operation didn't know shit about the current popular bands. So they just went to, like, the top ten chart, and were like, let's throw these guys in there. So it was, like, Limp Biscuit, It was corn, It was Bush. It was... And it was all, it's the 90s, so it's all these, like, kind of heavy bands. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they get in there, and the bands are very much, like, promoting, like, yo, let's fuck some shit up. And so they start, like, hitting people and, like, getting violent. And then the event coordinators are like, all right, let's make sure tomorrow's a little bit more chill. They wake up. Saturday happens. No one came to clean. There's just a layer of trash all across the ground. And halfway through Saturday, they're like throwing the trash at the, at the uh, bands because they're fucking pissed that they're literally just standing in filth. Yeah. They're going nuts. 
that are even more like mosh pits hitting people. People are like falling on the ground, getting trampled. It's awful. Um, everyone's on like at least five drugs. They're all oh for sure. People are just handing out drugs at this point, and um, and then Limp, Limp Biscuit gets up there and just basically goes, basically just is like, yo, let out everything on like right now. They had to cut that that Limp Biscuit's set short because yeah. people were like gonna kill each other yeah and they were like tearing down like the sound tower like the sound tower was in like the middle and people were like climbing it and like trying to tear it down it is crazy i could i've never seen like a sea of people be so violent mm-hmm. all at once Two hundred fifty thousand people and then by the end the people are high off their minds this is so sun- sunday happens and i don't know why they didn't say let's call this off let's be done with it yeah because people are getting injured the medics have quit the medics were like we can't handle all these people like it's it's they you had one medic working on like 14 15 16 people at once mm-hmm. and <clears throat> so sunday rolls around there's also it was just porta potties because you're out in the middle of and people are pushing over the porta potties there's shit all over the ground people are jumping into the shit and like rolling around in it and then yeah. running around, touching people, like putting shit on people, like love that people are going crazy. <laughs> and me and Leah are sitting there watching. Like, how is anybody enjoying their time there? Go the fuck home. Like, go home. What are you doing? I'm wondering what had to happen for mob mentality to get it to that point. It was just three straight days of like pure heat, like heat exhaustion, drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. no rules, limp biscuit, limp biscuit, yeah. No rules. They the, the event coordinators are like, "Hey, y'all can do whatever you want. Like, whatever you want." And That's so, not a coordinator. No, it's not. What was crazy was they didn't interview. That's like, a horseman of the apocalypse. <laughs> they didn't interview like Saturday afternoon, like when shit was already starting to get crazy. And the person was like, "So how's it going?" And the event coordinator was like, "It's going great. People are having a great time. You know, nothing really wrong. Nothing bad has happened. No." Definitely no one's died. Yeah, no, Definitely, one's no one has died on the campgrounds. For sure. No, no one has died at this festival. For sure. No one's dived in shit. And then hey, how are hugging things people. Going? How are things going? No one's died. No one's died. No one's dead. No one's dead. No one's dead. Did you hear someone died? Don't it's tell anyone. Truth. Don't tell anyone. Just tell me. Tell me the truth. <laughs> Did anyone die? Yeah. And I think a lot of people probably left Sunday um, because people were dying. Why? Injured. <laughs> Why? It sounds like such a great time. But no, so I was watching that and I was like legit getting, I started like getting anxious and yeah. it was, it's really disturbing and really troubling to watch. For those wondering, for those watching, I have been on my phone quite a bit. I've just been looking some stuff Woodstock up. Woodstock 99, yeah. So um, what's interesting is that it's very close. The attendance of Woodstock 69 and Woodstock 99 are pretty much the same number mm-hmm. at like 400,000 people. Is it 400,000? It is about 400,000 people. 250,000. That's crazy. That might be like people who like went for the show, but then you've got to have how many medics and how many. Like, that's true. Oh, that's, that's true. true. Could be counting staff here. Security and everything. So like then I looked right up. Yeah. Like uh, highest attended concerts and mm-hmm. festivals and single artist concert. Highest attendance is like two hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah, so and that's a single artist concert, but like who best, was that? 
Uh, that was ooh, no one that I know. Oh, really? Um, Vasco Rossi. Oh, it, Medina. Okay. Um, the first one I know is Paul McCartney at one hundred eighty-four thousand. Yep. Tina Turner and Frank Sinatra. All of them were at a. What What about all of them were in Rio? Interesting. What about festivals like highest attending? That's the thing. Is this literally says, "Hey, we're excluding festivals." Oh. Um. Now. Well, also, this is a weird festival because it's there's only one stage. So it's not like a festival you'd go to nowadays where you're like you're jumping stages. Whoa. It is all 400,000 people looking at one stage. I didn't know that. I've not done much research into Woodstock, but that's crazy because every band has setup, mic check, mm-hmm. and then tear down, mm-hmm. and then you have to wait for the next band to do all this. That's why you have multiple stages yeah. because you stagger performance mm-hmm. times and allow for all those things. So that if someone would want, they can finish listening to this person, and by the time they walk over to this stage, that act is actually starting. Not doing their mic check. Yep. They've already done that. They're starting. And then by the time they finish, while they tear down, someone else has already gotten on stage one. Mm-hmm. That's why you do multi-stages. Yes. I did not know Woodstock was one stage. That's ridiculous. It's the main stage. And because there's, for, for, not, for 69, there were 30 acts. So you got three days, 10 acts per day. They each do an hour. That's like 10 hours. Yeah, that's crazy. Because you go from like... You go from like eight to to ten. Yeah. And because you have to account for setup and stuff. So each set is like an hour. But yeah, you go from like eight AM to ten PM. And then you're done. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about ninety nine. I don't know how many um bands there were, but it wasn't that many. Mm-hmm. Uh because I'm pretty sure they did like long sets. So Limp Biscuit played for two days. <laughs> Just two straight <laughs> oh, days. No. That's funny. That's what drove people crazy. I it would. Dude, Limp Bizkit sucks. Can I just say that real quick? Limp Bizkit kind of sucks. I haven't heard a Limp song in so long. It's not good. It's mad corny. Oh yeah, no, no dude, it's mad corny. I don't it's understand limp. why that is the it's limp. Well, it's just '90s music sucks anyway. But they have an album called Chocolate Starfish and I... the Hot Dog Flavored Water. I know. You can't be like, oh, they melt. <laughs> oh, they fucking shred. Limp. Limp for life, baby. Suck, man. I'm yeah. hard for limp. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't. No. No. So, yeah, a I, lot of people were, this, this was like one of the premier bands of the 90s. People fucking loved that. No, that's true. That's true. That was what everybody was excited for. But also everybody the 90s was, was mad corny. That's true. Everybody was excited for corn and Limp Bizkit. Those were the two main Corn was mad corny. Super corny. I knew it was going. Yeah, yeah. I just had to say it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, Woodstock 99. I'd never heard of it. I Neither can't. I. I can't believe. Weird. Yeah. I can't believe I'd never heard of it because it is known as like now, yeah, now, I, now I know it's known as one of the worst music festivals of all time. Like biggest train wrecks. I'm sorry. Yes. I knew about it. Did you really? Why? Because... Um... I'm into a lot of, like, vintage stuff, and I like Sick. collecting antiques and everything, and a lot of people sell... Shit from Woodstock 99. Of the Woodstock stage. A piece That's of That's another thing. Biscuits the Woodstock guitar. stage was, like, a huge thing. Woodstock 99. Because they, like, blew out the... The problem was they blew out the budget and then had to cut funding right at the end. Mm-hmm. So, like, they couldn't fund, like, security. Security was majorly underpaid because they blew out the budget on other shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and medics—they couldn't afford enough medics because 
it came up to the day and they it's didn't like have the Titanic not having enough lifeboats. Yeah. That's one of those things where it's like, oh, we got to cut the budget fucking somewhere. Uh, 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 the medics. Yeah. yeah. Security to make sure people don't kill each other. Just cut limp. You know how much money you save cutting limp? Honestly. Enough to get some medics. <laughs> Jesus. I feel like we could do an entire episode on botched, like, festivals and conventions because, like, um, I don't want to repeat too much stuff because, like, there's a lot of stuff I learn from other podcasts. And so when I want to share them, at the end of the day, what I'm just doing is kind of repeating what I heard. Mm. But there's a lot of interesting stuff that I heard listening to the Distractable podcast, mm. uh, Markiplier, Bob yeah. Wade, um, in regards to some, like, <laughs> failed cons, like mm. Dash Con. Dash Con is... You know that a recent Comic-Con had a bull pit? So Dash Con had a ball pit. What? And that was about it. And that was about it. What? Yeah. This guy was like, I'm going to organize a con for everyone who loves Tumblr. And it'll be called Dash Con. And he made so much fucking money. And he booked like a hotel. That's the problem. With a, and it had a ball pit. And then he fucking ran with the money, with the rest of the- Get out! Are you serious? Yeah. So I- like, all stories of, like, dude, I peed in the- in the Dashcon bowl pit. Gross. So- Wow. I think when Mark talked about it, he was just reading someone else's post. I do not believe that Mark Fishbach attended Dashcon. But from a first-hand account that he was reading, uh, I think that guy earned the money- booked the venue which is this like extravagant hotel and he spent like all his money on that and then mark might have been invited i think mark might have been telling this firsthand because the th they wanted creators there they wanted yeah quote-unquote influencers uh mid-2000s mid oh it's old oh okay yeah and and 2014-2015 thing Wow. Okay. But like typically you pay for the hotel stay of your of your uh artists that you're inviting. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty much run of the mill thing you do. That didn't happen and I think they were allowed like they were given like meal vouchers and it was like you can eat, we'll pay for your food. I think they might have also offered ball pit time. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That became such a huge thing. That's why everyone talks about the ball pit because this this huge. So not enough people turned up. So you've got this giant, giant ballroom, and like not enough people. So you've got this huge disconnect there, and then they're trying to make the money back that they spent on the place. So at one point, the hotel panicked, and they were like, "We're not going to make this back." Hey, Dashcon guy. You know how small the Dashcon bowl pit is. I'm thinking it is a kiddie pool, essentially a kiddie pool filled with balls. Dude, come on! <laughs> Seth put up the Dashcon fucking ball pit. Put that up for people, because it was getting to the point where they were panicking and they were like, "We need to make our money back." The hotel was panicking because, like, I think they reached a, "Hey, we'll pay for the <laughs> artists," and I think they ran into the room panicking and they were like we need to earn like a couple thousand dollars or they're shutting us down and they went around with a bag 
and they were like trying to buy their badges to get into the con they had a bag and were like please give us money so we can open yeah so we can stay open and they like raffled off ball pit time and they were like you can have more time in the ball pit if you give more and i think they made their money too yeah because it was all just a bunch of young tumblr kids that wanted to have a con that they could all meet their friends at and hang out christian's heart's breaking that's so sad for those on audio platforms christian's face he looks like a broken man that's so sad it is it is a it is terrifying and we could talk more about it another time there because this is a whole genre of things it's failed festivals failed cons there's so many there are so many because it's so easy to fuck up like let's be real it almost always comes from comes from like Oh yeah, no, no, no. Nine times out of of nine times out of ten, it's literally like, "Hey, at what point can I earn enough and then pull the rug out from under them and run with it?" Well, that was another thing is they weren't allowed to bring any water in, and also bottled water was four dollars back in the nineties. That's a shitload. Like usually, a bottled water was like sixty-five cents. Yeah, and it was four dollars, and it's ninety-eight degrees. The tarmac on the tarmac out in the sun all day long for three days in a row. Three days in a row. So they, they resorted to, like, by Saturday, they were just spraying people with water, like, with a hose onto the audience. Or, like, wow. big, uh, the gal- like, 10-gallon jugs just walking across and, like, pouring it on people. That's, it's, it's unreal. No, that's brutal. That's bad. And I think we definitely could do a full episode on it. See, what like, are we at now? Well, Dashcon, that shit's, like, low-key kind of hilarious. Uh, yeah no there's definitely a lot of humor in there it's sad it's like it is really sad but but look at that ball pit like you can't not laugh <laughs> yeah woodstock 99 is like really upsetting to watch like i I wouldn't suggest watching it i really wouldn't wow it's not fun to, it's not fun to watch wow it's really disturbing so if you officially want to watch a documentary that christian has said don't don't woodstock 99 is this on netflix it's on netflix there you go wow yep crazy that yeah. sounds crazy yeah, I just wanted to share that because I know it's not a very funny topic, but no, of course we do have a comedy podcast. Yep. But I just thought it's it's really interesting, and I like shit like that. I enjoy like we talked about Limp Bizkit a little bit, so there, there we got some humor out of it. Always some humor from Limp Bizkit. Do you have anything else on that? Thank God. Huh? Do you have anything else on that? Oh my God! Sorry. There's one funny bit. You're good. There's one. Funny hey, bit. thank God. <laughs> so a lot of the shots, I'm like. So first off, it was edited really well, but a lot of the shots were like very um, random and like very like it, it'll throw you off because like it'll be <laughs> so at one point there was a rave, like there was a rave room where you would go after the festival, all the main music was done and they had a DJ there. Yeah. Fat Boy Slim. Do you know who Fat Boy Slim is? I think. Big 90s DJ. So he was there. He's yes. doing the DJ thing. The answer is yes. Yeah. He's doing DJ things. At some point, they commandeer a vehicle. Some dude who's like high as balls on ecstasy is like driving a van through the crowd just completely. Yeah. And uh, they were like, oh, who's driving? Is there a like a, someone trying to shut us down? And some an event guy goes up there and he's like, fuck. So he like he's trying to get into the car. He's like, you have to stop. Yeah. And the dude's just like keeps going. Yeah. And there's like 12 guys up on the top just like jumping on. Have you ever been on ecstasy while driving? No. You don't want to stop. like it's just it's crazy and so then he goes up to fat boy and was like hey man you got to stop the music because i don't think they're gonna stop fat boy doesn't stop the music music. does he did he 
Fatboy stops the music. Yeah. Respect. Because Respect Fatboy. Respect for my boy Slim. Fatboy was like, why? And the guy was like, because that's going to kill people. And I don't think you want people to die during your set. And he was like, fair enough. And he goes, all right, I got to stop the music or else, like, yeah, some shit's going to go down. So I will continue when you step out of that vehicle. Wow. It's out of the vehicle. Everybody the power gets off. of Fatboy Slim. Fatboy Slim's a, a real one. I'm not going to do shit until you get out of that car. <laughs> so during that rave, they're showing like clips and it's I'm like. I'm sorry. A policeman or a guard, whatever, someone in, I assume, some type of brightly colored vest. Yep. Yellow. Was like hanging off the door going, hey, get out of the fucking car. And yeah. he wasn't. But Fatboy Slim said, please. And he just, he was like, you know what? Fatboy's right. Fatboy. Yeah. Wow. Do it for Fat Boy, man. The Do power it for Fat of Boy. The, the power of Fat Boy is not something to fuck with. Yeah. So, so a lot of the shots that they were showing in that rave were like very strange. Like yeah. it would be, they'd get a shot, a crazy amount of nudity as well. People were just like naked, like yeah. fully naked dancing. Or hey, fully at naked. this point, I'm not surprised. <laughs> right. So like they'd show like people having sex, like just doing doggy style. Yeah. And then they clip over it some like some white guy with glasses just doing the robot like that's the second <laughs> clip so it'd just be like v- like visceral fucking well high yeah and then all of a sudden it's just like ah yeah yeah boy slim has that effect going, yeah just like really getting it yeah and then it would go back and some dude is like whipping his dick around but who's experiencing more joy here? <laughs> who's getting the most that guy, out of woodstock 99 for sure it's that guy that's some gen z shit <laughs> That is very Gen Z, isn't it? You guys having fun? (laughs) This is not the robot, by the way. I don't know what this is. It's robotic. It's robotic. But yeah, it's very. It's just very strange how it's shot and edited. Do you want to watch this? I. Christian, I watch some weird shit. We do watch some weird shit. Weird. There's crazy titties. A lot of titties. A lot of dicks. A lot of vaginas. A lot of butts. Actually, not a lot of butts. Butts was not a 90s thing. True. It really wasn't. Like, it was not about that. Wow. Butts is a very, like, recent thing. No. Yes. No. Yeah, you think about, like, the 90s and early 2000s, having all, a big butt was not nothing. It was all tits. Not in mainstream, but I'm talking about, like. I mean, yeah, there were people who liked butts, but, like, it's, like, 90 10. When did. When did our Lord and Savior Sir mix a lot? He is in the nineties. Drop, but okay. he started that movement. Yeah, that's the thing. That's when that's when this was kind of beginning. But it had a lot of force behind it from the beginning. I'll it say, wasn't like Sir Sir a lot came out and he was like, "Hey, I'll say butts are kind of great. It's pro- <laughs> butts are kind of great. So yeah, it's probably. But it was like yeah, it's like it really like twenty tens. Like yeah. think about the two thousands. Like was butts really a thing? I know I was like six, so maybe not to me, but. Billy. Bellies were big too. Bellies and legs were big. Legs Weird. were big. What's like, next? Look at a girl with those those legs. Low cut jeans. Yep. The low risers. Yep. What's next? Next. It was bellies and legs, and then like now it's ass. It is feet. It is we're getting feet. to feet. Mm-mm. Feet is now. Oh, What's it's next? Next. What's the next? Like even if it's a meme, because I think feet became a huge meme before settling into actually. You know where I feet actually, are pretty great. I think it could. I think it was a huge joke, and then a lot of people were like, "Actually, hold on." What do you think about feet? No, 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 not a fuck guy. <laughs> Me either. But what do you think is next? Because I have an idea. Oh shit! But I'm curious what yours is first. Underarm. I think sleeveless is going to come back. Interesting. Just sleeves gone in fashion. Wow. 
Yeah. I think it's going to become totally mainstream just to have your pits out. Sick. I'm thinking back. Baby got back. <laughs> Don't she? Literally, yeah. Don't yeah, she just have like, back? I think, because you know the, those shirts that are like, it's only a front and you look naked from the back. Yeah, and there, then there are the be... ones that have like the stylistic like rips yes. all the way down it. That's going to be huge, back. I think. But like underarm is really close to that. So like that could be an aspect of it. Yeah, right. So here's my thing. Here's what I love about this show is that I don't plan on stopping it anytime soon, sure. like doing this show with you. So at some point. So I love the idea that at some point, maybe like five years from now, we were, we're right. going to be like, we were right. It's back. It's back. You know what I wish had lasted a little bit longer? What? Male rompers. Fuck that. I fuck with those things. Yeah. I think they're I'm so. Really? I fuck with them. I think they look cool. I don't want to get naked to shit. <laughs> actually i only want to get naked shit i don't want to get naked shitting naked is the best you don't get better than shitting naked you really you, don't you, you can't get closer to god i don't think <laughs> i think that is the most religious experience how I've ever often had. would you say you take a shirt off shit <sighs> that's hard to say because oftentimes if i'm at, if i'm at my home my boat i'm nude sure 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 i mean I'll... so so like, oh you're at a target bathroom have you, Christian Roman, Christian Preston Roman? I don't know your middle name. What's your middle name? Edward. I told you Whoa. Okay. I, I remember. As soon as you said it very hatefully, I remembered it, but <laughs> I just, it slipped my mind. You know it slipped my mind. Preston, I so, fuck with though. So, I, I so that's, it. that's Jeffrey Bezos' middle yeah, name. Um, Christian Edward Roman. Yeah. Have you taken your shirt off in a public space it's probably like to once, take a shirt, take like shit? Once a week. It's usually like a quarter in a public place. (laughs) I'm in a Walmart potty and I got a shit and it's not going well. So I lose the shirt. Yes. Hey, it's the best feeling. Hey, comments. I've taken off the shirt and I've gripped the toilet roll. I've gripped the toilet roll thing. We've all had to grab for our lives. You're sweating. We all needed a lifeline. It's when the sweat starts that you're like, this has to come off. Yeah. And I'm on the toilet. Just Yeah. For real, you really have never done that? Do it. Never in public. Do it. It's freeing. I work at a Walmart. I, I work. When I pit, I'm at the urinal. Someone comes in while I'm at the urinal. My shirt's off. But yeah, no, shirtless shit is fire. You're just like, and someone's also like pooping next to you. But like in public. Yeah, yeah. I get it. No, I've gone into, uh, in my own home, I've gone into my bathroom fully dressed, down to like socks, and like every article of clothing came off. Of course. It's comfy. Yeah. But like, you don't, but like, I didn't prepare for it. Like, I sit down fully clothed, and as it progresses, it's like, shit, shirt, socks, just take the pants off. Because like, when you got pants on, and they're down at the ankles, and you're shitting, all you can do is like a straight... Like a posture sit. Yeah, you can't. You need like... a spread. So you take one. Which leg... I think is bad. Isn't the whole point of a squatty potty that your ankles are like near together and also elevated? Yeah. See, that's the reason it's. Oh damn! I don't do that. That's no, no. that's. I have. I've had. Toes five. gripping the yeah. seat. Yeah. <laughs> I've had one foot on the shower door and one on the toilet roll holder and just, I just, I don't know why. I'm learning this for the first time about my husband. That's, no, I, that's some bad, like that's, it's good energy. It's period shit, dog. It's, dog, you've never known pain 
until no, you, I haven't. you sit Genuinely. to pee, and then you feel the stab in your butthole. Yeah. And you just you just have to hold on. Maybe you have. Nothing else you could you can't stop you it. You used to be hospitalized yearly. Yeah, but nothing like a period. I actually have had some. Okay, I did have. I have shit. seen blood pouring down your face while tubes were up your nose. I've seen a lot of evidence of you going through maybe the worst human condition. I will say the worst shit I ever took. Have I ever told you the peanut shell story? And he's yes. so focused on. Have the... I told it on the show? Actually, oh, your okay. dad told this story in his speech at your wedding. My father told the story of my, me shitting out peanut shells. He implied it at my wedding. He implied it. My bloody. Peanut shell filled didn't shit. didn't apply the blood. There was blood. When there's He's, peanut shells, there is blood. He said that you set out to eat the entire bag of peanuts, shell and all, which, by the way, um, you know that I've done that before, right? Shells? Yeah. Yeah. You know that I do that, right? Like, that wasn't a one-time. Let me try something quirky. Good. It's awesome. It's I the, just do it. It's the best way to eat peanuts. They're, Does uh, what? They're, they're salted. Yeah. Yeah. Why would they yeah. salt the Why would the they shells? salt the outside if they, want you to, if they don't want you to fucking eat it? It's a bitch move. Fuck you. Pants. Everyone's gonna say because you're supposed to like suck the shell and then crack it and then eat the nut. You and I'm suck like, suck my shell. Little... Fuck you. I'm no. eating the whole thing raw. Raw peanuts. Actually, people might choke and hurt themselves. Don't listen to us. But definitely, try if you're an adult it. and you know how to chew, just please try it with the shell on. Hear me I out. Know how to chew. You know you can eat lemon with the rind on it. Yeah. And the rind actually counteracts the sour of the lemon mm -hmm. and it makes it a quite delicious snack. Yeah. You know this. You've done it. He made a face as if, what? And I was you can like, do watermelon rind too. It's not good. It's very gross. But you can do it. It's legal. <laughs> it's legal. Eat the, eat the nut. Really? I've heard of people I fuck do with that. that though. Yeah, that's, me too. That's cool energy. I vibe with that. So what shit were you going to say? Have you ever taken a type of shit? That one, the bloody peanut shell shit. Because it felt like glass passing through no, my No, I've always... Uh, every Gland time I... Canal. Every month. To the point where I've researched it and they, like, take stool softeners. Yeah. To the point where, like, because it's just... Was it last episode I requested so responses in the Please comments? I'm sorry? Like, Morgan, I'm sorry. Every month that you have to shit, I'm so sorry. She just told me about it. She's like... It's just... It's out of nowhere. There's no signal that you have to, like, poop or anything. It's just, I need to pee. I sit down. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm in so much pain, and I can't stop it until it comes out. <laughs> Was last episode the episode that I requested people in the comments, like, respond and do something and say something? Or was it earlier this episode? <clears throat> Okay, cool. Today's little homework that I want you to say to us in the comments, because we crave audience interaction, is, let's say, maybe not shitting, but let's say Christian and I were able to, in a in a sense, simulate period pain. Would that be something we want? Yes. We want no. You don't reply. I want. I want. I want their. I want their take. If Christian and I were somehow able to, uh, uh simulate period pain, would y'all watch that? Cool. Thanks. Please just respond. We'll we'll see what you say. And uh, if, if the overwhelming answer is yes, then uh. We'll see what we're able to do in terms of getting the equipment needed. You ever read a book? Yes. Ever? Yeah. You've read one? Yeah. I've recently yes. finished reading. Cool. Uh, I finished. I'm done reading. I'm done. <laughs> because I got Audible. I'm retired. I'm retired because I got Audible. I'm done reading. No, I was going to say, I'm done reading. Everyone has a podcast except you by the McElroy brothers. 
um, the creators of many podcasts, including Sawbones, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. I don't know why I said Sawbones first. That's the it's, it's definitely not their biggest yeah. show. Uh, but just My Brother, My Brother, and Me, uh, The Adventure Zone. Uh, they uh, wrote a book on podcasting, and it was great. In fact, I, I'm done with it, so I'd like to put it in your hands. I don't have it with me. But uh, I'll get it to you next time we meet because I'd love for you to read it. I should read it. There's some really good information in this book. Absolutely. Or if you wouldn't like to read it. Probably not. You can always go to audible.com. Hey, you can always go to audible.com slash ABP. That is not true. You can go to audibletrial.com slash ABP. That is audibletrial.com slash ABP to get a one-month free trial as well as one premium credit to unlock a book that you typically have to pay for. Isn't that kind? They're pretty much giving you some free product and a month's worth of listening to your favorite podcasts and audiobooks. Thousands of readily available titles waiting for you. Thank you, Audible, for sponsoring this episode. And now... We want to thank absolutely every single one of you for both watching and listening to today's episode, which is sponsored by Audible. Thank you, Audible. I want to say a huge thank you to 353 Studios for letting us record in this lovely, lovely space. A little toasty, but otherwise beautiful. And then Salty Sloth Productions for producing us and uh, just being so great. Check them out in the link in the description, as well as the Audible link and the 353 Studios website. Go check them out, because we love them. Show them some love. Snaps for them, yay. And then uh, also check out our Patreon. Uh, we currently still have that goal going. Uh, 20 patrons, and we can look at getting our own ABP-owned studio space. Just ours. Very, just customizable. We want to build a set. And it's it's, it's, it's a possible goal that we want to realize. So uh, we thank you for your support over there because we have game content that we want to make we have movie content and now i don't think any of this is out by now of course but um those are plans we definitely have a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's going to be posted on there i mean these episodes ad free as well as um less edited so maybe some political stuff got said you don't even know do you bitch anyway we love you guys anything else you'd like to say once we get to 10 patrons okay we'll do the birthing simulator Oh, you wanna? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll make that a new goal. Incentive. You'll if you go check Patreon right now, you'll see it. You'll see it right there. Um, ten patrons uh, of any tier, mm-hmm. and we'll go ahead and uh, cop that birthing simulator and I'm make it happen. Time. Yep, it'll be on Patreon. All right, we love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye. One more. <laughs> Gotta make sure you get that thumb. <laughs> no, go back for that thumb. You left. Yeah, I left sure. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. Hey, are we recording for a <laughs> before? My tummy's grumbling.
Mm. Oh, I have one more. I say we stop on the way home. And get stuff we don't. <laughs>